Eminem once approached Seth Rogen at an award show and recited the first 10 minutes of Superbad from memory to him. Now, Mike, what, what, what movie could you do that for? Just approach the creator and just fucking word for word, boom, here we are. Chopping mall, baby. Chopping really? mall. You already know the vibes. I, goddamn, goddamn that movie. <laughs> Listen, if you catch me in the right headspace, I'll come up to you and I'll just recite George of the Jungle verbatim, making all the noises and shit, like Absolutely. just making direct eye contact. Brendan Fraser, if I meet you one day, which I will, I'm going to do that. Absolutely. I actually, I actually don't know if I can do that. I haven't seen George of the Jungle in like fucking years, but it doesn't matter. Guys, 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 guys. Welcome to the Mess Up at Midnight podcast, a show that's all about being from Hawaii and being organ donors. I'm your host, Max Steele, and as always, I'm joined by my personal McLovin. It's Michael Flaherty, everyone. <laughs> Absolutely. The Irish R&B singer himself. <laughs> Me, McLovin. <laughs> it's, oh my God. I'm so excited about this episode. I'm so fucking ready for this. I have never been so prepared to... <laughs> For all, all of the all of the McLovin jokes just really just really just really are coming back to me. Oh my god. I'm I've got my I've got my notebook full of dicks that are being drawn. It's just just good to be here. Dude, it's good to be here. And you know what we're, we're talking we're, we're we're doing a good movie for once, guys. We're we're talking about motherfucking uh the classic super bad. And much like my co-host, I love super bad. You know, when I, when I watch this movie, it sends me back to a time when I was in high school with just, I don't know, the way the characters talk and the shit that they get into. Now, Mike, do you remember the first time that you watched Superbad? Yes. Yes, I do. I, see, I, see, the thing about Superbad is Superbad came out, for me, it came out before I was in high school. So I actually... I wasn't allowed to watch Superbad for quite a few years, um, but once I got to around 15, I finally took the plunge and watched Superbad, and I gotta say, I was rolling around laughing, because not only is that movie hysterical, but also, it is, like, I've never, very few times does Hollywood get high school kids, specifically guys talking to each other correctly, but I'll be damned if Superbad didn't get it completely on the nose like and it's just it's kind of, it's kind of the thing on how like uh south park it just uh has all the kids speak how kids normally speak mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. but no one wants to admit it everyone wants to pretend like kids don't say that yeah and i mean dude watching watching this movie like it, it sent me back much like mike i watched this movie a little bit a little bit later probably around like the early 2010s um and sitting down and watching it man like it just it it really just it sends you back, Mike. I'm sure we've had plenty of conversations in our younger days that involved drawn dicks and porn and shit. Okay, yeah, exactly, exactly. There, there's all of the all all of all of the porn. Okay, quick question: Who's the Seth and who is the uh, who's the Michael who's Sarah? Michael. Michael okay, Sarah. yeah. Who's yeah? Who's Jonah Hill and who's Michael Sarah? I don't know. That's a, that's a that's a good hmm. I know. I feel, I feel <laughs> like we both. Have, I feel like I feel like we both have elements of of each of them. 
So I, gotta, I, I feel like I feel like I feel like I feel like I'm more Jonah Hill and you're more Michael Sarah. Okay, that's that's what that's what I was thinking. That's, I that, feel that like was the vibes I, I was like, getting. I feel like there's more. I feel like I'm more except I didn't get into Dartmouth. Like, except I didn't get into Dartmouth. So <laughs> if you did, this podcast wouldn't be here. <laughs> no, I'd probably be off solving world, world hunger, hunger cancer or or, some shit. or or running Twitter. I, I I don't know. I don't know. Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. You could be running Twitter, going down an alt-right pipeline, and talking about how the woke left has ruined social media. <laughs> so I, I, th- I think that's pretty apt. Now, I think you and I have an idea of who the McLovin is um, between our friend group from high school. But oh, just, we'll, absolutely. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, I don't really have too much like you know fun behind-the-scenes details. I was just going to hit that as we go along. But the one thing I did want to say, kind of going off to what Mike was saying about how this script, it's, it's how teenagers, it's how we talked, you know. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, they started working on this script when they were 13 years old. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Absolutely. Crazy night out. Like it's that like that completely makes perfect sense. No, like this is this is just so apt. All is just like that is how I know that like the movie is authentic. Without without its characters talk because actual teenagers fucking wrote it <laughs> because because Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg were in high school talking like high schoolers making this movie. It is hey, it guys. is just fantastic. Also, before before we keep going, can also we just talk about the fact that this movie brought on the early to mid 2010s era of R-rated comedies about getting into trouble? Like you have yeah. You have like Bridesmaids, The Hangover, Twenty One and Over, Twenty One Jump Street, Twenty Two Jump of, Street, like kind of in those same vein as like uh, those uh, Judd Apatow comedies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Like Knocked Up and all of that. Or was that? A, yeah. Uh, was that a Judd Apatow? I think. Yeah. I think. I think Knocked Up. Knocked Up was Judd Apatow, and also featured Hell Seth yeah. Rogen, who is in this movie. Exactly. It, it all mixes together, but it's just it's just so great because like. Going back to this movie, it's just so interesting to see how this started that whole pipeline of movies, which I got to be honest, I look back on that era so fondly. I loved all of those movies. They're so fantastic. I I really don't want to be like the, you know, old man yelling at clouds, but they really don't make movies like this anymore. This they is really like don't. this style of comedy, <laughs> like they just kind of fell out probably around like, what would you say, like 2015, like mid 2010s. Yeah. Literally, literally, I think it was like 2016, 2017 is, is everyone just went, oh, yeah, no, fuck this. We're just going to make superhero movies now. They're like, yeah, yeah why, why would we do anything else? And you're like, oh, cool. All right. That Marvel style of comedy was kind of like the new thing. Like, we don't oh, make these God. like raunchy. We don't make these raunchy movies anymore. Is it's it, like, is, yeah. you know, is that for good or is that for bad? I'm going to leave that up for you all oh. to decide. But. I I, I kind of miss these types of movies, I, dude. I really do. I really do. Like the old, other than uh, like the only one of these movies that I don't miss is Project X, purely based off of the fact that I watched that movie, and I know every teenager who watched that movie was like, "Yeah, I wish I was at a party that crazy." My brain was just like, I would have the most horrendous anxiety the entire mm-hmm. time. Like it would just be going through the roof. Yeah, I distinctly remember watching Project X over at one of my one of my buddies' houses in high school, and yeah, that was it. Was on repeat. 
It was on repeat, kind of kind of like this movie. It just was like in that constant fucking cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, that this Project X and The Hangover were probably the mm. most cycled through ones, in my opinion. There's like, yeah, it's and and honestly, of them, I think Superbad's my favorite. I think Superbad's oh, yeah. my favorite because it's just the most because it's the least insane. Mm. Like it's, it's still insane, but it's believable mm. crazy. Mm-hmm. Like if someone like, said it, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, it feels like watching it, you're like, I've not like been through like what, they, what they've actually been through, but watching the, the way that they talk and the way that they interact, you're like, I've, you know, it throw it really does throw you back to your it's, early, to yeah. like your ignorant days in high school. But now mm-hmm. like what rewatching it as an adult, you, like you pick up on things a little bit, like, oh yeah, looking back on like the fun times that you had. Like it really makes you reflect like on those, you know, adventures that you had when you were younger. Mm-hmm. And like it you're like like I didn't know that was gonna be the last time we were gonna <laughs> fucking throw a rager and steal a cop car and do all this crazy I, shit. Yeah, you're watching, watching just, as an adult, you're like, I miss I miss those times. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You sit there and you're just like it's this is a really somber note we're getting off to on break on uh on super bad no it's the thing it, it's just it's just great because other than fogel's experience which i gotta be honest can't relate to that in Wait, any capacity oh you can't? all right all right you're gonna <laughs> okay. all right let's just get more more of these more of these fucking jokes i thought we were above this okay you, you know what i'm because I really want to talk about this movie. Like I said, I don't have too many behind the scenes facts on this one. I'll hit, I'll hit them as we go along. How about that? Mike, I just want to ask you this question. Okay. If this movie were a drink, what would it be and why? Okay. See, all right. All right. So when I was thinking of the drink for this movie, when I was, I was racking my brain constantly about taking all of these themes, what happens, the characters, trying to condense it into all of this like huge concoction with a lot of steps and a lot of processes. But I just, but then after a certain point, it kind of just clicked for me. This movie's simple. It's simple with its, with its, with its idea. It's simple with its characters and it's fucking great. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, it's a tried and true classic buddy comedy movie. It's a buddy comedy at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Like it's no, it's got it's just Tom like Tommy Boy like planes, trains, and automobiles like dirty rotten scoundrels. This like it, it's all just just two guys getting up into mischief of some kind. So I'm like, all right, but it's a new one and it's like high schooly. So I'm like, okay, high school sort of kind of you kind of look back on it and you you're kind of like, oh my god, I can't believe I did that. So I'm gonna pick Fireball. Because Fireball, I feel like, is is a very early on spirit that people have. I feel like I feel like I feel like people who start off their drinking usually end up touching on Fireball pretty quickly early on. Everyone has a Fireball story. Literally everyone. Everyone. I shit you not. Everyone has a Fireball story. Where they just taste it and they're like, and then I was, and then you're like, and then I was running down the middle of the street drinking or some something insane. So I'm like, okay, cool. Fireball, classic. Now, 
this movie has this movie has high points this movie has low points this movie this movie does everything right but it is generally faster paced it's faster paced it's bubbly it's upbeat it kind of just it keeps you moving it, you, like like the movie is grabbing you by the collar and dragging you along on this and you're not even mad you're just like hell yeah i'm here for this ride mm-hmm. so i'm picking i'm picking ginger ale for this it's a little mm-hmm. bubbly it's got some depth to it like get yourself a good ginger ale you don't want to get yourself like some like canada dry or schweppes or anything like that go to go to your store find a find a good ginger ale or even better a ginger beer use that you got some depth, you got something interesting, but you still got that light bubbly sort of bit to it. And finally, I was like, okay, the movie does the, the movie does the thing that does the thing different from all those R-rated comedies that I really just love, which is it actually has a good ending that wraps things up. Because a lot of these movies, they just go, man, that was ins- that was utterly fucking insane. And then they and then they didn't change or grow. And scene. And you're like, okay, <laughs> like I would have been better if we, you know, something good or bad happened. There was some resolution that'd be preferred, but okay, I guess. So for that, I am picking I'm picking some the I'm picking some peach simple syrup. Take some peaches, muddle them up, make a simple syrup out of it, pour that in. It's a three three step cocktail it's easy and it's delicious and you and, and you taste it it's your and it's just pleasing it's just easy it's good and it also you know you can have you can have so many of it you won't ever get tired that's an interesting combination of things you just presented me with right i never thought that like cinnamon and peach then again i'm not i'm not a fan i'm not like peaches aren't like my number aren't like my go-to like <laughs> cinnamon ginger ale and peaches with this i like the fireball i like the the ginger the ginger ale the ginger beer that thing mm-hmm. the peaches kind of threw me for a loop on this one you, you, you okay you, you, right, you, right. you stumped me there you stumped me <laughs> absolutely there. absolutely you know what hey, hey hey we're all about left turns here we're all we're we're we're, we're it's very twisty on the Mesto Midnight podcast. I think this movie is a twisted T. No, it's not. Uh. <laughs> it just makes me want to grab a can and beat a man with it. <laughs> I I mean, that's that's quite literally, that's McLovin's story in this movie. <laughs> if, if damn, we not, had, damn it. If we I should have done that instead. Cocktail. Yeah, exactly. If we had to pick a, just a cocktail for a character, McLovin would be twisted T because <laughs> holy shit. So, okay. So with mine, I looked at it like this. So we have a high school movie about a wild night with some damn good writing. And there's two cops and it's juvenile. But, you know, it's really heartwarming when you begin to think about it. So let's start with our base. We've got a relationship between Seth and Evan, Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah. When you think back to the friends that you had back in the day. When y'all were kids drinking beer and smoking weed at your buddy's mom's basement in high school, you probably think back to some light, cheap beer. Now, in this movie, the beer that they drink is called a Old Muskogee, which I didn't. I was trying to figure out God, what were they drinking. Come to find out, not even real. So yeah, it's that it's that movie <laughs> beer that they own that that they used. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I guess I can just pick whatever beer I want now. So. Yeah. 
I was going to go Natty Light, but that felt a little bit too college. Like, we got to go a little bit more high school. So I was thinking, you know what? Let's stick with Bud Light. Next, we need something for McLovin and the cops. The wild times, all the jokes, the drinking, the firing guns. And I feel their story is best embodied by tequila. So with it pretty Hell cheap, yeah. let's go with like a, like a Jose Cuervo. The appearance of an early Emma Stone. And adds a little bit of a nice surprise to it. Let's get a little bit of lime juice in there. In fact, mm. add some limeade concentrate for good concentrated comedy writing. And, you know, we'll also add a little bit of a contraire for just that like a little bit of extra zest this movie brings. It's like it's the intangibles, you know, like when a movie just has that factor mm. about it. I think Superbad has that thing. And we're going to add, yeah, I'm going for a cheaper beer margarita. I think that's what yeah. this movie best embodies. Like, it's it's a little bit of a weird one. Like, when I was thinking about it, I was like, but but it kind of works. And, you know, mm-hmm. to round everything off, here's what you're going to do. You know, get yourself an empty bottle of laundry detergent, which you're going to make oh. sure to wash thoroughly. Because <laughs> if you don't, it's not going to be like in the movie where everyone's like, hey, it's going to be like, you know, where everyone at the party is fucking dead because you poisoned them. And so take this em- take this clean, empty laundry detergent bottle, rim the edge with salt, pour <laughs> your drink in it, and then bam, there you go. And maybe draw a penis on the side of it too because uh, – <laughs> Look, you can either draw it on the bottle or draw it on the napkin. Like a penis Absolutely. has to be involved somehow and I'd much rather have you draw it on. <laughs> I like that you just – I like that you went – it's a beer garita, which I love. I love. I do love. I do love the idea that this movie is literally just, just a Bud Light margarita, <laughs> and it's like I'm like yeah, absolutely because, <laughs> like I like that for your space spirit, you chose tequila. You, you or 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 one or your or your spirit mm-hmm. was tequila. The base the base was the Bud Light, but I'm like yeah, I'm like that makes. I was like that does make sense because like because. McLovin's McLovin's time in this movie is just a fucking it is a hurricane. Like this dude has the best night of this dude has without a shadow of a doubt the best night of his fucking life. (laughs) Honestly, if somebody had a night like this, it's like like oh oh hey what's up McLovin how was your weekend? He just walks up was like you're not gonna believe what happened to me and you know you you probably normally say oh yeah really oh yeah what happened. And you'd, you know, kind of feign interest, but then as the story would go on, you it would just like pull you in more and more. And then you just end it with, you know, kind of being a little, you know, yeah, you're not really friends with the guy, but by the end of it, you're like, I want to hang out with this motherfucker every weekend just so we can get up to weird shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's that, it's that, it's, you know what it is? It's that one person that you knew in school who is like, who who's kind of quiet and kept to themselves. And you were like, oh, they, they're fine, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd really like, you know, throw down with them. And then you go to one of you go to like a like a party and then you see them and they are just just getting getting crunk. And you just see them. You're like, hell yeah. You're like, all right. All right. Yeah, they get they get down to some weird shit. All right, cool. You're like, yeah, I want to hang out with him more. All right, guys. Well, you know what? We're, we're kicking it off early. We're going right for it, guys. Let's get into talking about some motherfucking super bad. So we start off on our opening title credits. They're done like those 
old iPod dancing commercials from the 2000s, which I don't know, Mike, I don't know if you know this, but the DVD menu for Superbad is it, it's done in this style, but they did something a little bit different. And I wanted to say this when we started talking about the movie where they pulled Michael Sarah off to the side and had him just they filmed him just dancing on a green screen for an hour. And made that oh, the DVD menu screen, because <laughs> like, you know, because you know, like when you're watching, when you were like we're watching a DVD, you'd watch it, and then like after about like I don't know, maybe 15, 30 seconds, the menu would loop. <laughs> Not with fucking yeah. super bad, it would just fucking <laughs> keep on going. Jesus Almighty! <laughs> they they had this poor bastard dance for one hour. Oh my god, it's a marathon. For the DVD menu. <laughs> Just for the fucking DVD. Like, that's... Oh, my God. That's dedication. That is dead-fucking-cation. Like, that's... If you gotta have some like sort of second. athleticism to, like, do no, that for an hour. You're not some sort of... You have to be an athlete. Like, that is endurance right there. Jesus Christ. Ah, uh, yes. When I when I think of... Uh, when I think of in, endurance athletes, I look I look at the, the Mount Rushmore. We have Lance Armstrong. Before we found out he was on steroids, marathoner Elliot Kipchoge, swimmer Michael Phelps, and then Michael Sarah, marathon dancer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just, it's just, it's just a hall of fame. It's just, it's like, it's like Elliot Kipchoge, Michael Phelps, Michael Sarah, and you're like, wait, what? You're like, something, like, something's not right here. But that's still crazy. Damn, shout out to them. That's awesome. Now I just want to now I just want to load up the DVD and just watch and just be like, just be like, what the hell's going on? So okay, so our first shot is of a young Jonah Hill, which this is like before he went down like the street style thing. So seeing this and juxtaposing it to him now, it's like this dude's got rage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you just see Jonah Hill then. And yeah, my first thought was, damn, glow up of the fucking century. Not that he looked terrible in this. He looked fine. Like, it he's was just guy. like, yeah, yeah he's just, he just looked like an average ass guy. But like, my God, now I'm like, now I'm like, he does the street leg thing. And he's got, he, he like trimmed down a lot. And like, he just looks really, just really solid. I'm like, Good on you, Jonah. Hell yeah, man. Like, like that's sick. So Jonah Hill's talking on the phone with Michael Sarah. Jonah's driving his old beat up car. Jonah Hill's talking about his crippling porn addiction with Michael Sarah, you know, like like we've all done back in our youth. So Sarah talks about how he wants his porn to have production value. And, you know, from this opening scene, we can already see the fucking chemistry that Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah have. They're just able to bounce off of each other really well. It's all yes and, yes and, yes, yes. and. Yeah. Their their fucking chemistry is insane in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like like it is usually that type usually that level of chemistry you you usually see only in like comedies or or like not maybe not comedies, but just in pictures where people have known each other for an extremely long time. Mm-hmm. Like usually if it's old, old friends, like back before James Franco, uh, just, you know, decided to just be a piece piece of shit, like in pineapple express, that sort of, that sort of chemistry. Like it, it's just, it's just really cool to just see that. And 
also just like they're such polar opposites which is so fantastic as well like it's like he literally says he, he Jonah Hill literally is just like oh I'm sorry the Cohen brothers don't direct porn <laughs> and I was just I was just dying I was like I was like oh my god it's it's just, it's so beautiful you so, can also well, well before we continue I actually really want to throw something else in there it's really cool because you can also see who their characters are just mm-hmm. very quickly right off the bat you can see that Jonah Hill's character is supposed to be the more louder and aggressive one who's more like says crazy shit and then like you have like Michael Sarah's character who's supposed to be a little more timid a little more like like the softer one mm-hmm. and it's like yeah it's 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 cool i i could gush about this movie forever dude fucking me too so then so then Jonah Hill drives up Michael Sarah enters his car and Michael Sarah's hot mom comes out and you know says hey she's like well what are y'all going to do without each other next year you know aren't, aren't y'all going to miss each other and then the mom leaves and Jonah Hill is so jealous that Michael Sarah got to suck on his mom's hot tits back when, you know, he was a kid. You know, the typical friendship <laughs> things. Yeah, where you're giving each other shit all the time about just about anything under the sun. Like you could like I mean, you could look at like a kid, like, you know, one of your buddies back in, you know, back in high school, and if like one sock is like a little bit higher than the other, you're gonna be like, man, you don't know how to dress. The fuck you wear exactly. it. Literally, literally. You see, it's it is really cool to see friendships where every where where they're really close friends just pick each other apart all of the time <laughs> because of because it's like I feel like I feel like there are too many times where in a lot of these comedy movies where everyone gets along too much mm-hmm. or if they don't or if they give each other shit it's usually like emotionally driven or it's it's good to just just have like just see movies where it's just friends just being being how they actually are which is just looking at each other going. Man, you don't even know how to dress. You're so you're so bad. You're like, <laughs> and listen, I can confirm this. Michael Flaherty has told me on multiple occasions that I run like a T Rex, and I I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> exactly. That's just, just that's just not true. You shuffle run, and it's the best. It's so I was funny. so faster than you. <laughs> I ran like an asthmatic like chain smoker. Like, of course you were faster than me. I wasn't. <laughs> It's that's like that's like saying you're like it's like saying like hey I run fast I run faster than the sixty five plus crowd you're like yeah no shit you do they're not exact their focus isn't on running it's staying alive they're trying to outrun death <laughs> one they're step not, at a time yeah they're like they're not running for fun they're running to live so okay so at the school Jonah Hill parks in the school's faculty parking lot then they head to the gas station for you know stuff. So Sarah and Hill look at porno mags just out in public, you know, <laughs> as you did in the 2000s. They're just, they're just degenerates. <laughs> they are, and they're like, having they are just, just fucking degenerate up. conversations here. So like, so they're having like good, well-written, comedic, high school, juvenile conversations. And Michael Sarah's like, you know, I really think I have, like, I think you, I think Jonah Hill, I think you have a chance with Jules. So they leave the store and, you know, talk about, feminism if only you heard the actual dialogue so then hill and um hill and sarah they're both bullied by this high schooler jesse who looks 35 and he says yes. hey i'm having a party but you're not invited and then calls them the uh the f word and yes 
like I say it all the time with these types of movies, they were just time times were different. Time times were different. Yeah, exactly. It was a very it's very yeah, this shit has changed. Very, very obviously shit has shit has changed. <laughs> like so Michael Ooh, so many moments. So uh Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill, you know, they they just walk away from this. So we get a random scene where Jonah Hill is running in his gym class on a dirt track. Or I don't know. I guess this fucking school is in Arizona or some shit. And he gets called a pussy by a guy who's running and missing a leg. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Michael, so the next, just, I'm just like, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> so in the next scene, Michael Sarah is in class and staring at a girl, just looking at her boobs, just in the middle of the class. And she gives like the, the fuck, you know, what the fuck look. So then class lets out. The, the, the girl, Becca, stops Michael Sarah, and you know, they have awkward pen-related dialogue. Oh, and Becca's like, it's... hey, are you going to uh are you going to Jesse's grad party? And Sarah's like, oh, I don't know if I can make any commitments. You know, I got other fun shit. I, you know, I have other fun shit going on. And Becca's like, well, I've never seen you at any parties. And Sarah's like, you know, because I got, had other, you know, fun shit going on this past Saturday. And Becca's like, okay, my interest is peaked. Well, you know, what's up? So Sarah gives an explanation about how his Saturday night includes watching porn with his boys, shotgunning made-up beer, uh, crashing his uh, his parents' party, going to a strip club, getting kicked out of a strip club, and then Michael Sarah puking on Jonah Hill. In other it's, words, a typical Friday night for me and Mike back in the day. It is just... It is big. He The way he just... The way the movie, the movie sets up this scene, it is big. It's big my life a movie guy energy. Where it's like, where it's like the people on social media just be like, my life's like a movie. And you're like, yeah, and the movie fucking entered the Razzies for worst, for worst picture. <laughs> and your movie's Bucky Larson, aka it sucks. Oh, God. But yeah, no, it is, it is so funny. Just, just, just to hear the hyperbole, hyperbole and, and just truth stretching that goes on. Also, I just love that the, they nail the awkward dialogue so well. It's mm-hmm. so impressive. And Michael just, to, Sarah, just to see the, it land. Like and, he, and Michael Sarah just does a great job of being just that awkward guy. Like Dude, it's you know how like Adam Sandler's typecasted to be in like crappy comedies. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Sarah is typecasted to just be socially awkward guy in his in his early to mid twenties, just permanently. <laughs> Listen, I want to see a movie where Michael Sarah plays like a gangster. Like a loud, just fucking like, like think like a, a Joe like Pesci's character, like Joe Pesci's character in um. Oh God, what what's that? What's that fucking movie? Goodfellas. Uh, I want to see fellas. that. I want to fucking see Michael Sarah as a fast talking wise guy gangster that fucking steps oh on God. heads. <laughs> just, I would just love because I know because because we could do obviously the Donald Glover bit where it's Michael Sarah as Shaft, yeah. but I'm like. I think it would just be so much better if Michael Cera was just in like like Italian mob movies or like or like movies around about the yakuza or oh something like, that. like like imagine imagine you just see like these these hard these hard ass yakuzas with like katanas and shit like that and guns and then you just see Michael Cera step out of a Mercedes and you're like oh no so okay so not that movie we're still talking about super bad so we move on where Jonah Hill, he's in like a home at class. He doesn't have a partner, but Michael Sarah has a partner and he's having fun. And this underpaid teacher is just like, yo, just just go partner with Jules. 
And then we have a nice montage with Hill and Jules cooking awkwardly. By the way, Jules, spent motherfucking Emma Stone in like her in her first movie role. Wait, is it her first one? It's I mean, her. she probably had like she probably had a minor role in other stuff, but like, is this her first like actual like this, speaking this is, major role? This is yeah, very very first. Jesus Christ Almighty! Wow. When you really watch wow, she, it, yeah. there are like a lot She's of people good. in this movie. Yeah, right. There's there are some deep there are there. It was kind of like an I Spy game. Like you had uh, Joe Latruglio from uh, from I Brooklyn wanna, Nine. I was gonna get to him, motherfucking. Motherfucking boil from Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> it's just, it was, dude. It was like a fucking sitcom entrance. I was like, I was like, son of a bitch, boils here. <laughs> so Sarah's, so Michael Sarah's watching Jonah Hill, and he's like, what the fuck? And Jonah Hill's pretending to masturbate behind Emma Stone, like licking his hands and yeah, all that shit. Then Jules is like, hey, so, uh, so what are you doing tonight? You know, I was thinking of having a party. You should stop by if you want to. And I was just like, oh yeah, I love parties. And uh, Hill Hill goes to talk to Michael Sarah and tells him about the party. And he's like, "Okay, we've got this party going on. Whatever you do, don't tell Fogel." And then we get motherfucking McLovin just crashing this class, <laughs> and is he just like he just walks in like, "What's up, suckers?" And just does like the he's trying to be gangster now. And oh, he's, yeah, <laughs> and he's telling this story of like watching a girl walk down the hall with her g string out, and then. He fails to properly like talk to her like a person would. You know, I really it's, feel for um, the actor uh, Christopher Mintz Plus because he did this movie and forever will just be McLovin. It is. I, please prove me wrong. Please prove is, me wrong. He's in. He's in. I'm. I'm. He was in. I remember he's in Kick Ass as well. And I again. Christopher Minsplas is a genuinely good actor. He is. He's been in a lot. He's been in a lot of stuff. He's he uh he was actually he's actually one of the voice actors in a uh, Blark and Son, which is a short-lived Comedy Central YouTube thing, which was awesome as well. But yeah, no, he's per. I hear his voice. I see his face, and I instantaneously default to McLovin. I'm like fucking McLovin. <laughs> and he was a voice in a uh, How to Train Your in um How to Train Your Dragon. Or one, one oh, of the sequels. Yeah. yeah, he was. That is true. God damn. McLovin's great. McLovin's been oh. in a in a good bit. Like I'm looking at he's in um honor he the most recently he was in Honor Society with um oh god, that one dude from uh from Stranger Things, uh Gatton. Uh, oh god, what's his fucking character's name? Uh Gatton Matarazzo or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dustin. Yeah, just, yeah, Dustin from motherfucking Stranger Things. Sorry, I I I'm not like most people. I haven't been caught up with Stranger Things since like. Oh, you should. It's good. I know. I know. I know. But you know, we're not they talking do about Master Str- of Puppets. I I know. But, sorry, we're not talking about Stranger Things. We're talking about motherfucking <laughs> Super. We are talking about Superman. <laughs> so McLovin comes in. He's like, "Yeah, I'm getting a fake ID tonight." And Jonah Hill's like, "Wait, on second thought, can you buy us booze?" And McLovin's like, "You know what? Sure." So then um, McLovin leaves. Um, Sarah's like, "You know he." he doesn't want to be roommates with him in college and they tell Emma Stone that they're buying booze. Okay. So now at lunch, my, uh, Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill talk and Hill is like just fucking shitting on Becca. And Sarah's like, okay, I need to ask you, why do you hate Becca? And Hill's like, well, it all started <laughs> when I was a kid, 
<laughs> I would sit around all day and draw pictures of dicks. I just this this scene, this scene is hysterical. Oh my god! I'll let you describe the scene, okay. but I was dying laughing when the scene happened. So we get a flashback of a young Jonah Hill <laughs> just with a notebook open in the middle of class, just drawing a dick. And I, I mean, like it's a lot of dicks. And <laughs> and, uh, and someone on. did have to draw them. All of the dick drawings in this scene were done by uh, David Goldberg, a.k.a. Evan Goldberg's brother. (laughs) Why? And even more, this scene had some legal complications, you know, because like with the the MPAA, the movie's ratings board. Yeah. So every single dick that was featured in this scene, which which is a lot. lot. there it's got to so it's got to be it's got what would you say at least 50 at least 50 50 50 million. at least 50. 50 fucking 50 million. every single drawing had to get approved individually by the studio's legal department and Rogan and Goldberg would were getting like notes back on each individual dick drawing was like too veiny too big like you know <laughs> <laughs> so it just makes me so happy that a lawyer had to spend his like afternoon on like a on an august day in 2006 2007 just reviewing just dick drawings that this lawyer just was just reviewing dicks for like days you know this guy had to sit there go back to go back home and and his wife was like how was work today honey he's just like just more dicks and she's like, oh, were people really like, were people really mean at work? And he goes, no, no. I re- I sat, I spent all eight hours of my day reviewing drawings of dicks. <laughs> God, do that. And, the, and the, the, the fact that it was, they would sit there and do the it's too veiny response and the it's too big responses just means that they were inspecting them too. It's not like there was a person going like, going like, Nope, that's not acceptable. Yes, that's acceptable. Nope, that's not acceptable. Yes, had to think Hitler about gave it. them pointers and thought and sat down, mulled over why this dick wasn't wasn't allowed. Where this one was. So okay, um, so so Hill is drawing dicks in class and stores drawings in a ghost bo- uh, Ghostbuster lunchbox. And a kid comes by, knocks one of his drawings off. Becca picks it up screams then rats hill out to the principal the principal gets mad and then he has to get put into therapy no more dick-shaped food no more like <laughs> dick-shaped anything uh, Mike, what, what, was, what was what was your favorite dick drawing it's gotta be so the two that stand out are obviously the the huge dick in the center 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 frame mm-hmm. of the notebook paper at the end that's that's the first one but I would say my favorite one, the one that made me laugh the most, was the was the dick that was drawn on, I think, George Washington or something. It's the one <laughs> in a history textbook. And it's just this detailed drawing with blue pen of George Washington. And it's just got a huge dick drawing over his pants. And it's just huge. <laughs> and I don't know oh, you know, George Washington, book. man, was really... <laughs> That's that's my leader right there. That is that was the leader of the free world. Speak softly, carry a big stick, guys. <laughs> it's, 
George Washington had kept that motherfucking thing on him. You see, because my favorite dick drawing was a Tiananmen Square dick. Wait! With the tank guy. With the dick standing in front of all I'm the I'm changing. I'm changing. I'm surprised I'm you didn't go for that answer. one, bro. I'm changing my answer. I'm changing my <laughs> answer. My God. I forgot. I I fell out of my chair laughing. <laughs> I, I literally stopped because I was laughing so hard. I was crying. What the fuck is this? It's just a tank in front of a bunch of tanks. Tanks in Tiananmen Square. Oh my god. Dude, I, I, what I would give to watch this movie for the first time again. It's so funny. It's so funny. And, you know, Michael Sarah has the appropriate response to this. He's like, weird. Anyways, I gotta go pick up my classes for college and fucking leaves Jonah Hill alone in the lunchroom and Hill feels dejected. Dude, it's 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 rough out here for Jonah Hill at certain points in this movie because like Michael Sarah's got no fucking heart at certain points. He's like, he's like, damn, that sucks, bro. I'm out. (laughs) And Jonah Hill's like, what about me? Okay, so later, uh, Jonah Hill walks by Emma Stone and, and you know they start talking. And Stone's like, oh, yeah, I want you to come to the party. You're still getting the fake ID, you know, getting us alcohol. And Jonah Hill's like, oh, yeah. So Emma Stone's like, dope. You know, if you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. And Jonah Hill's like, oh, well, the funny thing about my back is that it's on my cock. <laughs> Which, okay, this this particular, I think we've, this is that moment in time in your life when it's like, when you're like late 20s, early 30s. She'd been out of high school for for a little while. And it's like 3 a.m. You can't fall asleep. And then you just think back to like that one fucking time back in high school or when you're like on a date or and you just fucking said the exact wrong thing at that <laughs> time. And it just fucking stays with you for the rest of your life. That's yes. what this is for yes. Jonah Hill. Mm-hmm. I can see it oh in his God. eyes. I remember. Yeah, there have been the I. Oh, my God. We all have those moments where you just sit there and just look back at something you said at the time and you just cringe. And like, that's that, that being said, hearing Joan Hill say with a reply, the funny thing about my back is I'm like, cock. You're like, you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, I just sat there and just like, just sort of, I snorted. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so Emma Stone blasts uncomfortably, and we'll probably remember this for the rest of her life too. And she just gives Jonah Hill a hundred bucks for booze, and she makes a point like they make a point like, "Hey, you got to get Mike's hard lemonade for the party. It, it's not that's like Kyle's killer lemonade, but you know, it's I, we, we know I, what you're talking I about." Love, I love that they're using that they're using they're doing they're doing the satire thing where they where they name the 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 in universe brand mm-hmm. extremely close to the actual brand mm-hmm. so instead of instead of goldschlager it's gold gold slick or 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 kyle's killer lemonade it, it, it's, it's that it's that like a that nickelodeon drake and josh like ned's declassified thing where it's like it's a game sphere you know we're gonna go drink some mocha cola and then you know oh. like it, oh, it's okay. that thing so okay yeah. so next scene we go to um uh, soccer field and Jonah Hill just fucking sprints on the field to talk to Michael Sarah, who's playing soccer. 
And Jonah Hill explains like what just happened. He's like, yo, she wants to fuck me. I swear she's DTF. Tonight's an actual possibility. And Michael Sarah's like being reasonable. is like, eh, I don't know. And Jonah Hill's like, wait, I know I overhype things, but I think I can. Then Dave Franco runs by for a quick cameo. And then oh Jonah Hill's God. like, this is our last party. <laughs> Michael That Sarah's- was insane. That was insane. <laughs> Dave Franco just comes in and he's like, just says, says like three lines and is never seen again. And I'm like, yeah, appara- oh apparently God. in this universe, he pissed his pants. So was this, was this his first movie? That, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Dude, we're it had about, to have been an early, early. We're talking role. about Dave Franco back to back, man. Oh, that's right. It is back to back, Dave Franco. This was like one of it. This was one of his first roles. Jeez. Yeah, I'm talking like one, two, three, like role number four that was released. So good for you, Dave Franco. Wow. Yeah, good for Dave Franco. So, so Jonah Hill's like, this is our last party. Michael Sarah's like, I should buy Becca alcohol. Jonah Hill says, you know, you know, when you hear a girl say, God, I was so drunk last night. I shouldn't have fucked that guy. We can be that mistake. <laughs> what talk, is- talk about a motivational speech. Be, be <laughs> someone's mistake. <laughs> You're already your parents mistake. So might as well go be somebody else's <laughs> shoot for the stars. Be the reason someone <laughs> be, be the reason someone regrets going out that night. <laughs> That so, just feels. That's just. That's just the most. Like that's the most. Like here's the bar. Try not to trip on it, fuck boy. <laughs> so, that, so they're like, okay, we got to go talk to McLovin. So later, uh, Michael Sarah runs into Becca, and Michael Sarah's like, oh yeah, we're buying a, uh, we're buying alcohol tonight. Uh, do you want anything? And Becca's, you know, she says the gold schlick vodka, and Michael Sarah's like, oh yeah, I know that's my treat. And then you know, his hand accidentally gets knocked into Becca's boob. It's awkward. She walks away with her friends. So, so Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill, they wait for McLovin, but he's a no-show. But then later on in the day, they run into McLovin outside when we get introduced. We've been saying it a lot, but this is when we properly get the McLovin introduction with the oh fake ID. God. And it is just so fucking I, – I, go watch this. If, if you're listening it's to this podcast, so pause us. Go watch Superbad. There's still a lot of movie that you can watch, and it's fucking hilarious. Please, oh but if you're going to watch any it's bit, so funny. This, oh my god, dude! <laughs> it was between that and Muhammad. And have you yeah, ever met someone Muhammad. named Muhammad? It just says McLovin. Why does it say you're 25? It's <laughs> he shot for 25. It's just my favorite thing is just they're highlighting everything that they're highlighting that stupid high school thing where it's like where it's like you think you're the cleverest motherfucker on the planet but in reality you are just like so cripplingly stupid like it is like you are you are depressingly dumb but because like because like he calls himself mclovin and it's just one fucking name and he's from hawaii in 25 <laughs> and christopher mintz when they were filming this was like 17 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He was he was underaged. Um, my favorite thing is Michael Sarah's responses, where he's just like, "You pick love it, were you an Irish heart beast singer?" I think my What's favorite your second my, name. I don't have a second. I think one of my favorite from Jonah Hill was, "You look like a future pedophile." That's <laughs> uh. just that's funny. I like. I still love. I still love. It was between that and Muhammad. Why are those the two <laughs> options? Muhammad's the most popular name. You dickweed. 
<laughs> have you met anyone named Muhammad? No. Oh, have you met it? it just you, have you ever met anyone named McLovin? Exactly. Guys. <laughs> okay. That, that is the that is the call. That is the high school dumb shit. I look back on it. I'm just like, oh my god, that was so stupid. Mike, once this podcast is done recording, I want you to tell me your McLovin moment. I know I'm not going to put you on the spot uh, while we're recording, but just know I want to oh. know. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, okay. So they go to the the staff parking lot where Jonah Hill parked, but his car is gone. And McLovin's like, "Oh yeah, your car is missing. Why the fuck did you park there? Are you still going to pick me up from work?" So okay, back to Michael Sarah's house. So Sarah's gaming. Jonah Hill's trying on clothes. Jonah Hill says. No one has gotten a hand job in cargo shorts since Nam, which I beg to differ, my good sir, JK. No, you're like, you're like Jonah Hill. Take my name out your keep my name out your motherfucking mouth. Cargo shorts are bomb. Oh, if you know all the pockets, man. Do you know how many condoms I can fit in all these pockets? It's for all the bitches I'm getting, which is just one because I'm in a committed relationship. <laughs> you're playing with you're playing you're playing with a with a live wire there for a quick second. Listen, sometimes you just gotta pick life. Absolutely. <laughs> take take it from train spotting. Choose life. So okay, so later on, um Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill, they get off the bus, they see McLovin after work wearing like quite literally the weirdest vest shirt combo <laughs> I have ever seen. Like I my dude, my it. dude looks like He's he's trying to be a pirate, but both for like land and for sea. It doesn't make any sense when you're saying it, but look at him and tell me he doesn't look like he's trying to hit both markets there. He looks like a pirate working at a car dealership. <laughs> he does. Michael he's Sarah. just like a pirate at a car dealership. Michael Sarah was like, you look like Aladdin, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just... Oh, and Jonah Hill says you look like Pinocchio, which that's probably a little <laughs> more apt. Yes, I do. Like, take the vest off. You look like Aladdin. I'm like, damn. They're trying to figure out where to go get the booze. They're like, we can just go into the store. But McLovin's like, I I can't go in there. I work there. They know my face. So Jonah Hill's like, you know what? Fuck this. Your shitty fake ID is not going to work. I'm going to go steal it. So, yeah. So uh, Jonah Hill's like, I thought the two of you getting into Dartmouth would be smarter than this. And then just fucking walks on in. So in the store, Jonah Hill goes to the booze section. He gets some booze, then checks out, pays with an $80 bill, and it was a dream. Okay, so back to the aisle. A woman drops her purse. Jonah Hill helps out. She offers to buy Jonah Hill alcohol, and he gets alcohol, and the woman says, Good luck, fucking jewels. Then we go back to the then we go back to the aisle again. Jonah Hill looks at the bottles, grabs one. Security guard says, Don't do it. Jonah Hill throws the bottle at the security guard. And he catches it, throws it back, just fucking pegs the woman in the back of the head. The bottle breaks. The security guard slices Jonah Hill's throat. He bleeds out. <laughs> and this one's real, guys. That's the movie. Thank you so much for listening to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. Be sure to go follow us. Okay. Wait, oh, sorry. my God. <laughs> that shit was so funny. I just, I just love that he gets his throat slashed and falls over. <laughs> And yeah, so okay, now outside he's Jonah Hill walks out and you know they all get the bus, they all get on the bus and then get dropped off outside a liquor store. So Jonah Hill passes off a list to uh McLovin. It's like in a bu- in a bunch of money, and McLovin's just freaking out. 
He's like, well, what if I get kicked out? Jonah's like, this whole thing is bigger than you. And, you know, they fucking go back and forth. And McLovin eventually enters the liquor store. The pressure is high. He grabs a six pack. It falls. It breaks. It just leaves it on the ground. The worker comes uh, by and is like, yo, did you do this? And McLovin's like trying to act like an adult and just is like trying to walk away. And the workers just stand there like, I hate my job. <laughs> that shit was funny. Just like, just like the, just like the worker who just looked at it was just like, I hate this so much. <laughs> so now outside, um, Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill, they're standing and they talk about how Michael Sarah brought a, brought a condom and a thing of spermicidal lube. And Jonah Hill's like, you know, I had, why'd you, why, why did you bring that? I was just going to go down on her for several hours. And <laughs> it's like, it's like, Damn. Listen, that that anyway. So okay, back inside the liquor store, uh, McLovin's checking out, being awkward. The liquor store attendant asks for some ID, but then we go back outside where Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah see a girl they used to know who had big boobs and then got a reduction. And they run after her like a fucking creep. Then back in the liquor I, store, they watching them. They're just like they're just like I gotta look at this, and then they both can break into the most distinct weird runs. Like it is, so, it's so sudden because Michael Sarah just like power walk runs, and Jonah just like just like it's like he's flopping down the street. Michael Sarah fucking runs like uh, oh god, what's that dude? Uh, Moe's Moe's Shroot from The Office. Yeah, he does run like Moe's. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a damn that was a call out hell yeah yeah he does he does run like most so okay so back in the liquor store mclovin's about to check out when he just gets fucking decked by a dude and just the guy just takes the money and just like out of the out of the um out of the cash register just fucking runs away all while the underpaid liquor store worker mclovin spoke to before just opens up the refrigerator takes the thing of beer out and just swigs it which if that's not, I don't get paid enough to deal with this shit. I don't know what is. Yeah, right. That is this the. <laughs> I love that guy saw that and just went. That's not my job. <laughs> He's like, no, not me. So okay, so back outside, Jonah Hill McLovin. Uh, sorry, Michael Sarah, not McLovin. Uh, come up and see a cop car outside the liquor store. They run up and they're like, "Oh fuck, the cops busted McLovin. We got to get out of here." So inside, the cops, who are Bill Hader. And Seth fucking Rogan. <laughs> oh, they're oh so God. funny. They're so, they're they are so okay. hysterical. I, I just want to say this. I must say this right now. Seth Rogan and Bill Hader as the cops in this movie. They're my favorite characters in the movie. My 100%. God. Every oh, yeah. scene with them in it is. God damn it is funny. It is so fucking hilarious. <laughs> so okay then so so they're trying to like figure out like okay so is a suspect like us like by how tall is I, he god damn they're talking to, they're talking to the talking to the clerk and she is she, she she's black and so they sit there and they do and they talk to her and they go does does the person look like uh you and she's like what female and they're like uh, no no a- african <laughs> or was he like us <laughs> and she goes she's like you guys and they go oh jewish okay yeah jewish write that down <laughs> like, oh, so we have an Af- we have a uh, african jewish man <laughs> and, and you hear bill hater go you go ah, normally they're more docile <laughs> like, oh my god <laughs> oh like, my god 
<laughs> oh, I love oh this. I love this movie. <laughs> oh, okay, so the liquor store worker's like, "Fuck this!" Walks off, and the cops ask McLovin for a name, and he tells them McLovin. <laughs> no, like, okay. So. Um, Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah outside. They're like, you know, fuck Vogel. We got to figure out how to get booze. I lost a hundred dollars. We need money to get liquor. <sighs> um, fuck thinking we have to act. But then Jonah Hill gets run over by a car driven by Boyle from Brooklyn nine, nine. <laughs> then back inside the cops, like are thinking McLovin is like, you know, a real badass name. And here's like, Oh yeah, we arrested to get, we, we arrested a guy named fuck. Rogan's like, wait a second. How old are you? McLovin's like, old enough to party let me let me see let me see that id (laughs) what a lead in what a lead in how old are you old enough to party (laughs) it's like fuck yeah so so they look at the id the cops buy and make a joke about being an organ donor the cops like oh where are you headed you know we we can take you there so back outside jonah hill uh yells at boyle but boyle's like listen let's not call the cops I have a warrant. Jake Peralta is going to be re- sorry. No. Um, so <laughs> Jonah, Jonah Hill's like, you just see, you just see, uh, what's his name? Terry Sandberg. And uh, yeah. And Andy Sandberg just come in. <laughs> so Jonah Hill's like, either give us a shit ton of money or a shit ton of alcohol. So Boyle passes like $7 to them, which isn't enough. He's like, okay, tell you what, I'm heading to a party. I can definitely give you a bunch of alcohol there. So Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah, they scheme a plan, decide to go with the strange man who hit Jonah Hill with his car. Then in uh, Boyle's car, Jonah Hill gets a call from Emma Stone. She can't wait to see him. Jonah Hill's freaking out. Boyle even gives encouragement, asks about like, oh, can, can I link up with y'all on MySpace? Which, oh my God. It's, that just, this movie, I think, came out at the same time as Bratz. So like Superbad did this ironically. Bratz was doing it for real. I love that. I That, that was so, I, I laughed openly. Just, I was just like, absolutely, absolutely. Thank God for the MySpace call out. I was like, that's like, I just, I love this movie. It's just good. This is going to be a lot of us just saying how much we love the movie, isn't it? It's literally just us just going, going, I love this movie. This movie's so awesome. (laughs) So, okay. So with the cops in their car, McLovin sits in the back, um, wanting questions about the guy who hit him. The cops, they're just fucking dicking around. And Rogan was like, you know, when I joined the force, I thought there was just semen everywhere. And <sighs> Ro- Rogan is young on in, on the force. They joke. And apparently, like this whole bit, I think about like the semen. Yeah, I think that was all improvised. Honestly, that would that would be that would be uh, I would believe it, and it's also hysterical. Like, <laughs> like just this whole the whole scene with them in the car is m- much like the rest of their scenes. A gem, a pure, unequivocal gem. Just talking about a semen database, and apparently it went on for four minutes, but they had to cut it down to one. I want to see the full conversation. Where, where is the semen cut of this movie? <laughs> Give me the jizz cut. <laughs> tweet at Michael Flaherty saying, "I want, I want the semen cut, Mike." Just tweet at him. Just keep saying you Absolutely. want the semen cut. <laughs> Interesting. Give me the, give me the scene. Just. <laughs> so, so dispatch, so dispatch calls. Uh, they get a call for a bar, and the cops they're just like, oh yeah, you know, we're going there. McLovin, you're coming with us. So at a party, 
Jonah Hill, Michael Sarah, and Boyle, they enter this house. And Boyle's like, oh yeah, the guy throwing this party is totally cool with you guys coming. So they enter this party. It's a bunch of like 20-somethings. Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah, they find a shit ton of booze. And then a guy runs into Boyle, and this guy gets fucking angry, and then tosses Boyle out of the party. Now everyone's outside. Boyle punches this guy whose name is Mark. Mark kicks Boyle in the balls. Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah, they try to sneak back into the party. They're about to leave, but Jonah Hill like doesn't want to leave. Michael Sarah's like, oh, I'll just tell Becca I'm, my feelings. Like I don't have the Goldschlick vodka. I'll just tell her my feelings and see if that works. And Jonah Hill's like, why haven't you made a move yet? I'll die for pussy. And they're like, fuck you, fuck you. They go their separate ways. So back with the cops, they enter the back door of this uh, bar with McLovin. And in the bar, a drunk guy is yelling. Seth Rogen talks to the drunk guy. The drunk guy walks away. Rogan says, stop resisting. The drunk guy runs. Rogan oh. pulls out his gun. The drunk guy runs past uh, McLovin, screams. The drunk guy slips, knocks his head, and McLovin's like, yeah. Yeah, I did that. And the cops are just like, McLovin. He just gets tackled by this by this bum. And the cops are just like, McLovin, you're a badass. And he's, and he's like, really? So back at the party, Jonah Hill spots alcohol. A woman dances on him. And it's like, you know, grinding all up on him. And Hill's just like, okay, he's vibing. But then outside, Michael Sarah gets a call from Becca. His phone doesn't work. And basically cusses out Becca. But talking about his phone. Sure. Inside, Jonah Hill dances at the party with this girl to the sounds of Biggie, and then she just fucking stops. Jonah Hill goes back over and starts just taking bottles. He walks past some guys, and they're like, yo, what's that stain on your pants? Is that blood? Jonah Hill's like, why would I be bleeding? And dudes were just like, you were dancing with that girl over there, right? And, you know, he puts two and two together, and he gags at the sight of period blood on his pants. So all of the guys get pictures of this and then tell the whole party and all the girls just fucking roast him. And as Jonah Hill just goes into this basement to probably just fucking just cry. Yeah, they just they they roast Jonah Hill into the depth a of child. Hell. Yeah, he's a kid. In this, and they're just like, they're like. Look at this motherfucker. I mean, OK, listen, technically he's 18. He's an adult, but like. He's a kid. <laughs> Literally, he is a fucking kid. You're not a proper adult till you're at least like 25 or 22 or out of college, I'll say. Yeah, I, was, I was about to say, I was like, <laughs> I just became a proper adult. <laughs> so, OK, so Michael Sarah returns to the party and, you know, he starts looking around. So back at the bar, the cops and McLovin are watching a tape of McLovin getting punched. And McLovin's like, are there any <sighs> ladies that we want to show this to? And Rogan actually does give some sage advice I think all of us could learn from. Don't meet ladies at a bar. Go somewhere social that's non-threatening. Bill Hader's like, yeah, I met my missus at the paintball field. Met my first wife, who is a whore, at this bar. I complimented her on her tote bag and everything. On our wedding night, we had group sex. I wasn't involved. And Seth Rogan chimes in and goes, I was. I was. <laughs> And then Hader uh, turns off his police radio, including a call that says, oh, my God, there's so much blood everywhere. <laughs> and there's like, so how's the ladies, McLovin? I just I love God damn. It's just it's just the timing for them is so immaculate. That's all comedy is. It's all timing. And these guys just chef's kiss. Yeah, exactly. This is oh, Lord, they're good. 
so the cops laugh and they're like, you know, oh, we gotta, we gotta get, we gotta get out of here. So they leave without paying and get like just a shit ton of alcohol to go. So back at the party, Jonah Hill finds a downstairs fridge with a shit ton of alcohol in it. And his idea is like, you know what I'm going to do? Take all this beer, store it in these laundry detergent um, containers, (laughs) fucking enters it out. Probably doesn't fucking wash it for shit. Which is, yeah, exactly. That's, no, that is, that is high school shit. That is high school shit right there. Just You would do some shit like that. Yeah, exactly. It's just like it's like that is that that is that level of dumb shit that that when you look back on you would you're just sitting there with your head against your with your hand against your head, just going, how in the fuck did I not die from that? <laughs> like I feel like I put beer into a laundry detergent thing, like oh, wild party. So. Upstairs, uh, Michael Sarah finds a, a landline phone and calls Becca. And Becca's like, oh, I was just calling to be sure you were coming. I can't wait to see you. Michael Sarah's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you too. And then gets distracted by like six guys coming into this bedroom to do some cocaine. And one guy's like, man, I want to fight. I just want to beat the shit out of somebody. And then another guy's like, who the fuck is that guy? Talking about Michael Sarah. And they put, they're like, wait, no, that's Jimmy's brother, the singer. And Michael Sarah's like, no, 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 you got me confused with, you got me confused with somebody else. And another guy pipes up and was like, listen, listen, listen. My brother came all the way from Scottsdale, Arizona for this party, and we're not going to fucking let you leave until you sing for us. So back with the cops. They're playing high score on a breathalyzer, and McLovin gets a .08, and everybody cheers. And he's like, yo, so what's it like to have guns? And Rogan's like, it's like having two cocks. If one of your cocks could kill someone. Glovin <laughs> wants to hold his, which is a great line, by the way. Which is just you're just like, what the fuck? It's a great, it's a great line. I, my God, that's a that's a funny ass line. It's like, what the fuck? So they start steaming, coming up with an idea of a shootout. But back at the party, Mark corners Jonah Hill trying to leave, and Mark is fucking pissed. Apparently, he danced with uh with with his girl. But back with Michael Sarah, he serenades this group of guys real badly. One guy sheds a tear. He gets interrupted with a fight. So back with Jonah Hill, you know, it's going to be a fight. Mark throws a glass. It hits one of the guys in Sarah's room. A fight breaks out. The girl Jonah Hill danced with hits him with a lamp. All while Ace of Spades by motherfucking yes. Motorhead is I playing just, in the background. Yeah, God, I this movie's got there. good things, including including with the soundtrack. Yeah, I, I will say I will say we didn't mention it, but the soundtrack it entirely is in, is amazing. It is amazing. They mostly use seventies R and B, seventies and eighties R and B. It's a lot of Curtis Mayfield, Luther Vandross, that sort of deal. It is fantastic. Love it. But this scene in particular, they just Ace of Spades comes on as they're just beating the brakes off each other. And I'm just, I just sat there and was just like, absolutely. I was like, hell yes. Lemmy would be proud. Now, Mike, I want to ask you a question real quick about the soundtrack. This soundtrack or Radioactive Dreams soundtrack? Oh my god! Oh my god. Okay, I will say, I'm going to give it to Radioactive Dreams. I am. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, but good. that is not that is like super bad soundtrack is incredible. Guilty pleasures, dog. That is just, just this. The movie has so much weight 
to all of its songs and they're just they just they just put everything into their into their soundtrack and radioactive dreams when we talk about the soundtrack for radioactive dreams i want to make it clear we're mainly talking about guilty pleasure god damn that song i was just i was just like this song was this the song itself is only like four or five minutes it just repeats for 15 minutes of the movie i gotta tell you those were some those were so sweet 15 minutes i was like Every moment I was ready. <laughs> okay, so back with Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill. They leave the party. The cops are getting called. But then back with McLovin and the cops, they're having to shoot off. When the cop sirens are blown, they freak out. But the cops get called to the party. Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah were at. But back in suburbia, um, Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah, they run and stop. And Jonah Hill's like, you bailed on me. You said you would do something and you didn't. And Michael Sarah's like, well, I didn't bail on you. And Jonah Hill's like, you're bailing on me next year with college. Michael Sarah's like, wait, 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 I didn't do anything wrong. I wanted to get into a good school. What do you want? I can't let you slow me down anymore. I've been wasting my time with you because of this. I'm going to college a virgin. And Jonah Hill's like, is this because of Becca? And he's like, and Michael Sarah's like, fuck you. And then back with the cops, they're out driving, shining flashlights into each other's eyes, and it distracts them. <laughs> and the cops end up hitting. <laughs> Jonah Hill with their car. He cannot, this man cannot catch a break when it comes to like getting hit by vehicles. He, uh, he gets hit. He gets hit by so many vehicles. It's just, it's just, and also this whole scene was so funny because they hit him. The whole screen cracks and then he just rolls and, and the two cops are just sitting there just like, just like a gape. Just turning to each other, going, "You go check on him." No, you go check on him. You go check on him. <laughs> it's just the best. I love it. So uh, the cops, they exit, they exit their beat up car. Jonah Hill is hurt, but the cops are like, "You know what's going on?" They're like, "You do, you boys doing some drinking tonight?" And it's looking real bad for Michael, Sarah, and Jonah Hill. And Hater pulls a gun on them and tells them to get on the ground, making them hold hands. Now in the car, uh, Rogan offers McLovin a cigarette, and Rogan's like, "Do you like us?" <laughs> we like you tell you what we're gonna do we're gonna arrest these two guys that jumped in that uh, jumped in front of our car the mclovin exits the cop car to go put out his cigarette sees jonah hill and michael Sarah. Uh, mclovin flicks the cigarette on the ground and they're like what the fuck which to be <laughs> fair if you that got split up if like you and you and two of your friends put, put yourself in michael Sarah and jonah hill's position you got split up from one of your friends that you thought was getting like fucking done in like was getting like Like he was put to jail and then you see you one of your buddies gets hit by a cop car and then your friend exits the car all while he's acting all buddy buddy with the cops you'd be like what the (laughs) fuck transpired and he's smoking a cigarette too yeah he's just comes out just 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 pull just pulling a down on a cigarette and it's so funny it's so fucking funny because like if we're being honest like everyone in this movie has some sort of a crazy slash bad day not fogel Vogel has nothing but a good day. Like, other than getting punched once, he has just the perfect night out. <laughs> Be like McLovin. <laughs> so Michael Sarah, like, he sees a moment, like, of distraction and just gets up and just fucking runs down the road. Jonah Hill and McLovin, they run another way. They take all the booze that was in the cop's car. So Rogan gives chase. Hater kicks out the glass in the cop car. 
Michael Sarah outruns Seth Rogen. Hater leaves the drunk guy that was in the back um that was in the back of their car that they got from the bar, just on the side of the road. And Hater chases <laughs> after Jonah Hill and McLovin. Jonah Hill interrupts a backyard camping trip by accidentally like running through a tent, then having to hop a fence. And Hater finds Rogan on the street. Rogan like just fucking pops one off in the air to solve this problem, try to get the get the boys to come out. And um, yeah, Michael Sarah runs into Jonah Hill and McLovin running down the street. So the three of them are reunited. They hop on a bus. They see the drunk guy from before on the bus and the drunkard starts talking shit and he grabs a bottle. It's the Goldschlick vodka and it gets tossed up in the air. This like epic music rises. It slows down. Michael Sarah fucking dives for the bottle, slows down in time, and it just barely misses his hands. And Michael Sarah lies on the floor of the bus crying. So the three guys get kicked out. So Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah, they have tension. They want to know how McLovin was with the cops. And long story short, they end up in the body. So um, Michael Sarah is like sad that the bottle broke. McLovin's like, you know, what's going on? And Jonah Hill's like, y'all can talk about it at your slumber parties next year. And McLovin tells Jonah Hill that him, uh, that they're going to be rooming together in college. And Jonah Hill is just salty about this. So inside the party, Jonah Hill arrives with booze and the crowd cheers. Now outside, Michael Sarah gets called over by some girl who's Becca's friend. And she and this girl, this, um, Becca's friend said that Becca said, I'll fully blow him tonight. Now inside, people are just fucking cheering for Jonah Hill. Now in the bathroom, Michael Sarah's like trying to hype himself up. He's like, she wants, <laughs> she, he just keeps repeating. She wants to suck on your penis. She wants to suck on your penis. And then just was like, you know, chugs <laughs> some liquid courage, like just trying to find that thing. I, He's like, you know, I, fuck whiskey, dick. I ain't going to be getting that shit. I just got stressed out. <laughs> He's 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 doing the teenager thing for where like we're like we're like the moment is happening. So he's like, I do I need to need to have a pep talk real quick. So he just hops in and love I love that he I love that he clarifies when he after he goes, She's going to suck on your penis. And then he follows it up with, This is a good thing. <laughs> like he goes, This is a good thing. She wants to do it. This is a good thing. And it's just so I'm just imagining, just, so fucking just imagining SpongeBob looking at himself in the mirror. I am a man. I'm a man. <laughs> I am a man. <laughs> I am a man. <laughs> so um, with McLovin, he sees the G-string girl from earlier, and he gets the courage, goes over, and starts talking to her, and starts dancing, and it's working. And fucking Jonah Hill is in another room telling his story. Michael Sarah is getting drunk alone, and then goes over to Becca, who is like fucking just plastered so becca's like do you have my gold slick and michael sarah's like yeah you know about that he's like she's like "Eh, it doesn't matter here drink this and michael sarah like takes a drink and he's like to respecting women and takes a swig (laughs) see this movie is about feminism (laughs) exactly exactly michael sarah michael sarah's here to here to here to bring everyone back to normal he's like he's like hey to, to respect and then becca's like hey we should go upstairs i need to tell you something it's a secret so they wander off upstairs with mclovin um the girl you know he's talking to her and then with jonah hill he offers uh emma stone some detergent beer and she thanks him was like and no jonah hill's like i love conversing with you can we go outside and talk more and emma stone's like uh sure why not so they go outside 
And upstairs, Michael, Sarah, and Becca start making out. Becca's like, I flirt with you in math. And I'm like, hey, you know, good good for being up front. Hey, ge- ge- hey geometry, geometry gets me all hot and bothered, too. Says the math major. I fucking <laughs> you get turned you on looked by at spreadsheets, a- you freak. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Don't kink shame me. Don't kink shame me. Pivot table pivot tables are hot. <laughs> Damn, that's a thick uh logarithmic equa- I don't even fucking know if that's a real I just thing. I just love I it's just oh shit, did you use did you use an index max match function with an embedded if statement? Give me a second. <laughs> So so uh Becca's like really fucking going for it, but Michael Sarah's like, I don't know about this. So he starts taking his clothes off and Becca's stripping, but she's like, you know, just very plastered. It's like gross kissing. It's it's not quite like, uh, oh, God, what was that fucking movie? A Night to Dismember with its kissing. Oh, but my like, God. but like if if you just open your mouth a little bit wider and use just a little bit more tongue, you're going to be there, buddy. Mm hmm. <laughs> so then back with McLovin, they're going up. He's going upstairs with a girl. Then outside, Jonah Hill goes in for a kiss on Emma Stone, and Emma Stone's like, oh, whoa. And Jonah Hill is like, what's, what's, you know, why, why can't we kiss? What, what's wrong with right now? And Emma Stone's like, I'm not drunk at all. I, I don't even drink. Jonah Hill's like, no, come on, you drink. You Come on, you, you don't want to? Like, Emma Stone's <laughs> like, not right now while you're drunk, but thank you. And then we get sad Jonah Hill. Then back upstairs with uh, Michael, Sarah, and Becca. Becca's just fucking going for it. Becca's like, you have such a smooth cock. And Michael, Sarah says, you would too if you were a man. (laughs) (laughs) Haley. Listen, I I know I tell my girlfriend all the time, you know, if you were a man, you would have a big dick. (laughs) Just go, just go, just go, baby, if you were a guy, you'd have a huge dick. (laughs) It's just so funny. Oh my god. So Becca's just like, I'm gonna give you the best blowjob ever. How badly do you want to fuck me? And Michael Sarah's like, you're drunk. I don't know. She's like, just let it happen. Michael Sarah's like, I'm so drunk. You're really pretty. Becca's like, why are you being a little bitch? Then fucking throws up on (laughs) someone on uh, fucking Emma Stone's parents bed. And then she just starts scream crying like, go get Gabby. And Michael Sarah's like, what the fuck? So he fucking like leaves. But with McLovin, he's getting action. He's got a con- he's got McLovin a condom. Is- he's got lube. This man does have the best night like ever. He does. He does. McLovin. McLovin doesn't have trials. McLovin just succeeds. Like, McLovin. We just. We're all existing in McLovin's world right now, dude. McLovin is the main character. I swear to God. No, but it's funny. I also I do have to say the, the the sex scene between McLovin and the girl. It's just so funny hearing McLovin talk as McLovin just sits there at a certain point and he goes, I got a boner. <laughs> it's just, he just lets it sit. It's just so funny. It's so funny. Uh, I don't know. Dude. Hell, McLovin, dude. McLovin, dude. Fucking McLovin. So, okay. Dude, McLovin. So back out with Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. We got to go back to some sad shit now. Jonah Hill starts crying and Emma Stone's like, are you crying? And Jonah Hill is like, this is the last chance I had to make you my girlfriend for the summer. You never get with me when you're sober. And Emma Stone's like, no, come on. You didn't blow it, buddy. And then Jonah Hill like fucking passes out 
Like he starts falling. He headbutts Emma Stone in the eye on his way down. Not good. Okay, then you kind of fucking blew it. But then we see yeah, he, he that, that's so funny. It's like I'm like, damn, I was like, I was like, she was being nice, being like, oh no, you can pick yourself back up from this. And then he does that. And I was like, it got a whole lot harder. Mm. If I'm being honest. You're like, dude, like you you you've got to do like romantic gesture of the century to get past this one, bro. Like Yeah, really. So okay, but then we see cop lights. It's it's Hader and Rogan. But then back inside, Michael Sarah sips on liquor, talking to his home ec partner just about life in general. Like he gets him. But then Jonah Hill finds Michael Sarah. He's like, yo, we gotta go. The cops are here. Jonah Hill ends up picking up Michael Sarah and carries him out of this party, like I don't know, Michael Sarah's his bride at their wedding. So Ro and as as Rogue as Rogan's going through this party, like flashing his light at people. He's like, I assume you all have guns and crack. And <laughs> I love that. I love that. So Even great. walking through the party, he's just like, you all have guns and crack. That is what I am assuming. Please Dude, leave. He, he just fucking, he just fucking just throws out so many quotable lines in this movie. It's so great. It's so great. <laughs> Mike, you already know that like in 15, 20, 30 years down the line, when you, when like you come home, and your child is throwing a rager. You're going to be saying this shit. I'm Absolutely. Assuming you all Absolutely. have guns. You already know. I'm assuming you all have guns and crack. <laughs> so everyone's dispersing. Jonah Hill carries Michael Sarah out of this party into the woods. And then back at the party, McLovin, he's having sex with a girl. He's like, it's in. The fucking Bill Hader bursts in. The girl fucking screams, runs. Seth Rogen runs in. And Seth Rogen's like, were you just getting laid? And Hader's like getting fucking <laughs> mad. Like, you fucking dipped on us. I thought we were friends. And I love, like, Yo, I bro, love you I just cock-blocked McLovin. What the fuck? I love that. I love Hader. Hader's performance in this scene. He goes, he's like, he's like, fuck you. I thought we were fucking friends. He's just like, he's like, it's so, it's so emotional. <laughs> So then the cops, like they, you know, like they're yelling back and forth. But then the cops eventually sit down with McLovin. Seth Rogen's like, "Listen, we know you're not 25, man." Bill Hader's just like, "You know, we hated cops when we were your age too. We saw a bit of ourselves in you. You know, cops can have a fun time too. You know, I'm sorry I blocked your cock. And you know, it's all good. They hug. They're like, they're like, you know what? Sorry for ruining it. We want to make it right. So then McLovin thinks." And then he's like, I know how you can make it, right? So we cut to outside, and the cops are arresting McLovin as he <laughs> screams, let me go, you motherfuckers! And then fucking Jesse, remember him from the beginning? Fucking spits on Bill Hader, and Hader just fucking beats the shit out of him. <laughs> then puts McLovin in the back of this car, all while McLovin is like shaking, moving, like acting like an absolutely fucking crazy person. And I like to think that Quite literally, this is the last time that anybody in his school ever just, sees him just sees like for just the I, rest of his life. My favorite thing is they just drop it. They just they're just looking and one kid is like, holy shit, McLovin's a badass. <laughs> it's like and my favorite thing is also in this in this scene, Bill Hader, once they're in the car, he just goes, oh, my God, dude, it's so much ass from this. <laughs> I, I mean, li listen. Would that not be the most legendary thing? 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like McLovin got, take, got taken away by a cop. <laughs> so so we go back with uh, Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah wakes up and he's like, and they're like, all right, so what now? Michael Sarah's like, you want to sleep over at my house? And Jonah Hill's like, oh, yeah, sure. You also got pizza bagels? Asking the real questions. So then, back, so then back with the cops, Rogan says McLovin has to sign something saying a crackhead stole it, their car. And they go do donuts in the parking lot somewhere while vibing to uh, motherfucking Panama. And then <laughs> Hater takes the cop car, spins it out of control, hits a light post. And then, but he's okay though. He's alive. So they cover the car in just fucking, just the leftover bottles they had lying in the back seat, light it on fire. Everyone claps. McLovin shoots the burning cop car and he's just having just the best fucking time. And at, back at Michael Sarah's house, they get in their sleeping bags and they have, you know, one of those deep conversations after a long night. And Jonah Hill's like, listen, I should be sorry. I, I was being a dick. And Michael Sarah's like, listen, I don't want to live with McLovin. I'm afraid to live with strangers. I can't do it. Can't believe you saved me. You carried me. I love you. Jonah Hill's like, I love you. I want to scream. I, I love you, best friend. It's so. And- before we continue, this is one of those things where it's. I think I think super bad actually is kind of better than most mm-hmm. of these like R-rated comedies from like this time to like 2015, 2016, because like super bad. As I said in the first half, it's like it does a very good job of being sweet. Mm-hmm. Too many times, too many times, the movie just is like, "Holy shit, they had a crazy." fucking night Mm -hmm. and then it just ends this one actually like tries its best to provide resolution and it fucking succeeds too Mm -hmm. yeah this is what i was saying about like this is the part of the movie where like as an adult i'm watching it and i'm thinking damn like i'm still laughing at all the crazy shit that we see going on i'm still laughing at the dicks i'm still laughing at like just mclovin as a person (laughs) oh yeah but uh-huh. I'm like listening to like this conversation between Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill. You know, you think back to those crazy times that you had and you're like, damn, like, cause you know, like Michael Sarah, like, you know, at the beginning of the movie, you see Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill talking about like, Oh yeah, you know, we're going our separate ways. Oh, ha ha. You know, I'm going to cry myself to sleep every night, whatever. But then like, when you think back on it, you're like, no, I, I really am going to miss those times. I'm really going to miss those like yeah. crazy stories that, mm-hmm. you know, we had, growing up you know i'm gonna miss the parties i'm gonna miss just getting in our car and drive like doing all that shit yeah mm-hmm. like so it mm-hmm. really does yeah. touch on those heartfelt moments and that i mean i think that's that's really good when your comedy your raunchy comedy can have like a nice hopeful message <laughs> yeah exactly that's that's my that, that's one of the things i think i think super bad does a great job of mm-hmm. is having that have is having that balance Mm -hmm. which really just makes the comedy even funnier because you're feeling for the characters as well so the next day the guys wake up and you know michael sarah's like you know i don't have anything going on you don't have to rush off and jonah hill's like well i was going to go to the mall and michael sarah's like well i was going to go get an i need a new comforter so they go to the mall and at the mall they run into uh emma stone and becca and Everyone says, hey, you know, it's awkward at first. Becca doesn't remember too much. Michael Sarah doesn't remember much, you know. 
But then Becca apologizes about everything and for Michael Sarah being cool. And then Jonah Hill apologizes for giving Emma Stone a black guy. And he acted like an idiot. And he's like, no, I think you look cool with a black guy. So Emma Stone has to get cover up for her grad photos. Becca has to get a comforter. And the guys see what's going on. So Michael Sarah goes with Becca. And Jonah Hill goes with Emma Stone. And, you know, as sad but nostalgic music plays. And then the credits rolling, guys, that's the movie. And we see all of the dick drawings, which, you know, that's just a little, a little, little bonus thing for us. Hell yeah. Hell yes. So yeah, guys, that that's uh that's motherfucking super bad. Um I per dude, I personally think when you're thinking of like the like the drinking or like the order of movies to drink to, I think this is like your first one, you know? Like it's a good We've movie. A of- you're still kind of sober for it, you know? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know, it, it it puts you in that, you know, raunchy headspace to have a good time. It's- that is true. That is true. We've had a lot of number ones mm-hmm. on this. We've had a lot of number ones so far. You know, Night to Dismember, Radioactive Dreams, Superbad. Like, honestly, this is, yeah. We've we've had a pretty solid roll with some good number ones so far. And mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. I agree. This is this is definitely a starting movie. Absolutely. You just you're just getting warmed up. You need to like get into that sort of raunchy calm, that sort of raunchy goofiness headspace. Mm-hmm. And this movie does it. Does oh, yeah. it 100%. Dude, 100%. Well, guys, you know, that does it for this episode of the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. Be sure to go follow us. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. You guys know the deal. You know, keep up to date with what we got going on. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, this was, this was a lot of fun. Mike, Mike, do you have any any anything you want to add? Any any super bad trivia, anything at all? Uh, oh, okay. Actually, do have some uh, trivia for um, for super bad. This is one. Now, granted, this has floated around the internet a bunch, and mm-hmm. this could be complete nonsense, but I've seen it enough times to where I have reasonable confidence this is a real thing. Um, Christopher Mintz-Ploss, when he was filming this movie, he was 17, as we mm-hmm. have said. One interesting thing about it was during the sex scene, because he's 17 and technically underage, his parents had to be present during the entire filming of that sex scene. (laughs) Just the entirety of it. So, food for thought. And, you know, um, another thing, speaking of parents, um, Michael Sarah's mother actually read the script before he did. And she was like, oh, yeah, you know, you got to try out for this part. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That the that his mom was just like, this is hysterical. You got to do this. You know, all right, guys. Well, we will see y'all next week. See you next week, everybody. <laughs>